0: Welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Zakaria. Field Log. Day 84. CX. When I first started formulating the idea for the Warrior King website and the ebooks and the Field Log Podcast and everything... One of the first things I try to do is get my hands on the right domain name, right? This is usually when you start planning a business, one of the first things you want to do, the sooner the better, is to buy the URL that you're trying to use for your brand. So something like, in our case, warriorking.com. So of course, usually when you have a brand name that's relatively generic, it's generally taken. And No surprise, warriorking.com belongs to somebody. Probably was bought like 10-12 years ago. We're very, very late. Well, when I tried to navigate to the URL, I think if I remember correctly, it was parked. And what that means is someone bought the domain and isn't using it, just holding on to it. Oftentimes, this is because someone is buying a generic domain and then is waiting for someone to try to use it for a brand And then they'll charge you money for the right to use it. And that's all above board. It's not like illegal or anything. So that being said, I usually buy my domains on Namecheap.com. So if you're ever, you know, trying to start a business, I do recommend them. I think they're very good. They have a lot of what are called TLDs, which are the little extensions, you know, .com, .net, .io, stuff like that. And they also partner up with a, what's called a domain brokerage service. So if someone owns the domain that you want, they'll basically, it's, I think it's like $20. And for that $20 fee, they will try to find the person who owns the domain for you and deliver your offer to that person. Because it can be relatively difficult to find exactly who owns that domain. So I hired them on, you know, paid them the $20. And I told them to deliver my offer to whoever owns warriorking.com. And I think the offer was something like $1,000 maybe, right? It's, you know, it's a bit pricey, but it's a one-time fee. And after that, you know, the renewal is like 12 bucks. I wasn't too worried about it. Well, after several attempts and then raising the offer price one more time, and we never even heard back, right? The domain broker never even heard back. So that $20, I think I got for credit if I ever want to buy another domain. But the point is that we were left in a spot where we needed another domain name. And, you know, there's a couple of ways you could do that. It could, you could change the brand name. It could have been something like thewarriorking.com or warriorkings.com or something along those lines, but I really didn't want to do that. So my plan B was, let's look at some other TLDs, right? The little extensions at the end, like I said, and see if we find something interesting, something that we can work with. Well, one of the ones that I saw, and I'm sure you can see where this is going, was CX. CX. Right. And I think it, it stands for some sort of obscure, maybe like an island or a country or something along those lines, but it's generally used for cryptocurrencies and cryptocurrency exchanges. So CX crypto exchange. But CX is also Latin numerals for the number 110. And at this point I start getting giddy because I love, you know, serendipity. I love these sort of fun coincidences and these, you know, symbolic, metaphorical, poetic meanings. And I thought, doesn't that feel like something that the man living the warrior king life should keep in his mind at all times? 110, right? So the way I started interpreting it was giving 110%, right? This is something you hear all the time. So we rolled with it, right? I bought WarriorKing.cx. I think it was like thirty bucks. It was very cheap. Then we got the Instagram handle WarriorKing.cx, just like the website. And then I changed my Instagram handle to marcian.cx. and it felt like this very nice way to tie all of that together. And I also think that you know, cx is very visually appealing. So that's a little bit of Warrior King lore for you, a little bit of uh, canon, a little bit of backstory, if you will. But I want to talk about this idea today, right? I want to talk about the idea of giving 110% what I think it means and what I think it doesn't mean. Because there are a lot of people out there who will say things like, oh, you got to have your 9 to 5 and your 5 to 9 and you have to be working nonstop and you should never spend time doing anything fun and you, ha- you basically have to work yourself to death and burn out. And of course, with commitment number seven being leisure, I'm sure you can guess that I don't really believe in that. But I do believe in being focused and giving it your all. So the first thing I will say is that the standard for what constitutes working hard nowadays is so low that if you are just a little more focused than the average person, you're going to have exceptional results. Right? Think about that for a minute. The standard of work nowadays is so low. The average person is so distracted, is on social media so much, right? You you get TikTok or something or Instagram or YouTube or whatever other social media are out there. I, I'm, at the, I'm at the point now in my life, I'm 28, that there's social media coming out all the time and I don't even hear about them, right? There's a new one called Be Real, apparently, where at a random time every day, a timer goes off and you have to take a picture of where you are. And the idea is to show like what your real life looks like. And It's an interesting idea, but the point is, that there's all kinds of new ways all the time to waste your time. And that's by design, by the way. Right? There are people with PhDs who are called attention engineers whose full-time profession, they get paid very good money for this, their full-time profession is to make sure that you don't put that phone down. That's their full-time job. They think of ways to use human psychology against you, your psychology against you, your neurology against you, so make sure that you never put that phone down, right? It's relatively common for us to hear about people having four hour, five hours, six hour, seven hour a day daily screen time, right? You get that report if you, have, if you have an iPhone and maybe for Android too, I don't know. You get that report every week on like Sunday or Monday. It says your screen time this week was X amount of hours a day. And those numbers will be crazy. I mean, they're, they're really high. And that's by design, right? There's a reason why most social media don't work on a timeline anymore. They work on a feed. Because the feed is designed, and there's a fantastic book about this. I'll link it in the show notes. It's called Designing Games. And it talks about how to keep people hooked and how to make activities rewarding. And it turns out, as we uh, read in that book, that if you partake in an activity, right? They did a study on like mice or rats with sugar water. If you press a button, a little bit of sugar water comes out. You can, you know, eat the sugar water. The rat will eat the sugar water and it makes them happy, right? They like the sugar water. So they'll keep pressing the button. So when there's an activity that's associated with a reward, that is, let's say, addicting, right? Relatively habit-forming. Now, if there's an activity that's associated with a negative feeling, you press the button, you get an electric shock, they very quickly learn not to press that button. It doesn't take long. Now, the interesting thing is that there actually is a particular activity that's more habit-forming than press the button, get the reward. And that activity is random reward. Press the button, sometimes you get the reward, sometimes you don't. It's random, right? There's certain patterns, I think, that might play into it as well. But this is like, think about it, the slot machine. You pull the lever, you lose. You pull the lever, you lose. You keep doing it a couple of times, and then eventually you win. And then you get really excited. This is more habit-forming than a one-to-one reward, right? And this is all in the book. The book's called Designing Games. Like I said, I'll link it. That's how your timeline works. If you're on Instagram or you're watching TikToks or whatever it is, and you're scrolling, some of those videos will be uninteresting. You'll keep scrolling. But some of them will be funny to you, or maybe it's an attractive person, you know, an attractive woman or something. Or maybe it's entertaining or informational or something and they're just spaced out enough. The algorithm learns what it is that you like and it doesn't feed only that material to you. It, it, it throws in a couple of things that you won't like to make it as habit-forming as possible. So all of this to say that your ability to not fall into those kinds of traps, which is very difficult because the human brain is always seeking out novelty because novelty can either be a great opportunity, right? Food or something. Or it can be a great danger, like a tiger or a bear. So things that we're used to, we don't pay attention to. Things that are novel, we do. If you can fight that, if you can get beyond that instinct, if you can train yourself to turn off the, the triggers, the anchors, that are tying your behavior to, to time-wasting activities, if you can do that, that you're already 90% of the way to giving it 110%. Because the standard nowadays is so low. And there also is a very good book about that, which I'll link in the show notes. It's called Deep Work by a man named Cal Newport. And he is a a professor of computer science at, I wanna say, Washington State University or something along those lines. I'm probably getting that wrong, but he's a man who believes in doing things analog, right? So he has a book called Deep Work, which I'll link in the show notes. And it champions this methodology of, you know, doing four to five hours of uninterrupted work, turning off your phone, locking it in a drawer, completely undistracted and just working through it, getting really deep into your work, getting into a flow state and just powering through whatever work you have to do that day. And his argument is essentially that in the economy that we live nowadays, in the world that we're in, your ability to do uninterrupted work for several hours is going to make you superhuman. That's how rare that is now, right? The entire framework, the entire environment that humans have crafted for themselves is such that distractions are everywhere, right? I was recently on a business trip last week and on my way back from San Francisco, the flight's about five hours, there was a TV screen in the seat right in front of me, right? Every seat had a TV screen and there was this just five or six commercials playing on loop. And within two or three minutes, I got so tired of it that I took the the safety card that they'll put in the seat and I bent it and I tucked it in front of the screen so that I wouldn't have to look at the screen constantly. Right? And then I put my headphones in. I was listening to Orthodox chants. I was praying my prayer rope. And then at some point, you know, I'd listen to music, maybe watch a movie on my phone. But the point is I wanted to choose when I'm exposed to a screen. We're in a world now where largely that's not possible. Right? You're filling up your car at the pump. There's a screen. And they're playing advertisements. They're playing God knows what. So if you want to be able to give 110%, I think that's what that looks like. I don't think it looks like working harder than everyone else. Maybe to some degree, yes. But I think what it really means is being more intentional and focusing your energy, focusing your efforts. Right? There is this saying that I use all the time. I think that communicates this idea very well. And it's that the sun's rays only burn when they're focused. So if I have, let's say, a three inch by three inch circle, right, a circle with a three inch diameter of sunlight, and I put a, a piece of paper under that sunlight, that sunlight will do nothing, right? The paper is just going to maybe get a little warm. That's it. But if I take a magnifying glass, right, those same three by three, that same three inch diameter, and I focus it to a pinprick, the paper will burn. That's what you have to do. That's what you have to do. You have to fully commit yourself to spend all of your time moving towards your God-given purpose. If for some reason you haven't made that commitment yet, today's the day. Today is the day to commit yourself not to work 10 times harder than everyone else, right? Not to, to slave away. You absolutely can work harder and I, I do recommend it, but That every waking moment is intentionally spent. And if you do that, you're going to find a lot of time in the cracks and crevices. It amazes me when I think about just how much time we have in a day. Let's say you're like me. You sleep nine hours a day. My bedtime routine is about 45 minutes, right? Um, Wash the face, brush teeth, uh, do evening prayers, uh, bedtime protein, clean a little bit, do some mobility, some stretching. It adds up to about 45 minutes then go to bed, then wake up. Morning routine takes about an hour. Again, morning prayers, um, coffee, if I'm drinking coffee that day, reading the scriptures for that day, uh, journaling, right? Planning the day, cold shower, brushing teeth, washing face, sunscreen, all of that stuff takes about an hour. So just bedtime routine, morning routine, and sleep adds up to about 11 hours, close to 11 hours. Then, of course, there's work to be done, right? Working on... um, the business and, 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 and making money, right? building wealth and all of that, that takes about 5, 6, maybe 7 hours. Weight training takes about 45 minutes and then there's the travel and the shower and everything. But even when everything's said and done, that still leaves me with 5 to 6 hours to do field logs, to do Instagram posts, to work on music, to spend time with my friends, to go to church, right? I usually have 2 to 3 hours in the evening just to do whatever I want, right? And of course... I try to spend that time doing manual activities, not watching TV because TV is very habit-forming. But there is a lot of time in your day. And even if you work, let's say, manual labor, you work 8 to 5, you sleep 9 hours a day, so you have 18 hours spent on all that stuff already. Let's say you have an evening and a morning routine that might take you to 20 hours. So now you have 4 hours every weekday. You spend 2.5 to 3 hours of that time working on whatever it is that you need to be working on. And then you can spend an hour or two unwinding and relaxing. And maybe one day a week, that balance shifts and you spend three or four hours with your friends. And then on the weekend, Saturday morning, you do what you want. But then Saturday afternoon and all of Sunday, you can still have leisure time. Nowadays, that's really the threshold for 110%, right? Consistency and frequency are far more powerful than trying to spend every waking moment and believing that's what it means to, to give it 110%. It doesn't. Not nowadays, right? We have so many tools at our disposal now that can help us leverage our time. If you're very good at what you do, right? Let's say you're a programmer or you do, I don't know, marketing or you write copy or or anything along those lines, you can do an exceptional job. If you work at a company or something, five hours a day, exceptional because you'll do that five hours a day focused. Everyone else is checking his phone every two, three minutes. Everyone else isn't focusing on doing the most important things in order, right? We've talked about this just in time versus just in case, tackling the most important activities first. Now, that being said, if you want to lean into it a little harder and spend even more time working, as long as you're combining that with focus and consistency, that's all well and good. What I don't want you to do, right? What CX, what 110% doesn't mean is just to brute force it to try to work as hard as you can and not think about efficiency, not think about which tasks you should be working on, right? There's a difference between movement and progress. You can be trying your hardest, you can be pushing as hard as you can and you could be moving in the wrong direction. That doesn't help anybody. So I hope that that, that's in some ways elucidating to you, right? That in some ways that this is helping give you a new perspective. That giving it 110%, Doesn't always or only mean giving it every ounce of effort you have, but rather using your resources and your time towards whatever your goal is, right? You could work, let's say, you know, you have a job and someone else has a job and you both work eight hours a day, let's say, and then you come home in the evening and that person has three separate side businesses and he's using every second of his time on those side businesses, right? One hour here, one hour here, one hour here, and None of those side businesses is actually making progress, but you have only one side business and you're using two hours towards that. And then the other two hours you're using to relax, unwind, and make sure that your energy levels stay high. Who do you think is going to make more progress? Well, you hear this all the time. You shouldn't, well, I, mean, I don't want to use profanity, especially on the podcast. You shouldn't give half effort towards two things. You should give full effort towards one thing. And I'm sure you know what it is that I'm trying to say here. That's the idea giving all of your resources towards your purpose and your priorities in order of importance. Giving it 110%, committing yourself, right? If there is a new movie or a new season of some sort of show that you're interested in, saying to yourself, I'm not gonna spend all of my time on this, I'm gonna spend some time working on what I need to work on every day and then maybe watch one episode a day, 45 minutes. If you do that, Over the course of three years, you're going to get so much further than the competition. That's the difference. If you want to give it 110%, it just means stay focused on your path at all times. Do something small every day, right? My understanding of the scriptures has grown to a degree that I can't even explain, right? There's no words how deep my understanding of the scriptures has gotten by reading the daily scriptures and the footnotes in the Orthodox Study Bible. Every day. It takes five minutes. Every day. I've been doing this for maybe a year, year and a half or something consistently. And today, for example, there was a reading and it was talking about Jacob's ladder from the Old Testament, right? Where he, I think he climbs out of the hole that his brothers pushed him into. And I've mentioned this concept of the ladder of divine ascent before, right? So Jacob's ladder is the ladder of divine ascent. It's sort of symbolic of this idea of us making our way towards the kingdom, But I've also talked about this idea that Christ, God, became man so that man might become God. Well, in the footnotes today, I found out that those are the same thing, right? That the ladder of divine ascent is Christ. Christ is the path by which we achieve the kingdom, which all of those statements make sense, and all of them I agree with and I feel like I knew. But I'd never put them together like that before. So just that small habit, that daily habit, that little habit, has helped me grow in my spiritual life or praying my morning and evening prayers every day. 20 minutes, right? It's about 13 minutes for the morning prayers, about 8 minutes for the evening prayers. 20, 21 minutes. Those things make a difference over the years. And if you really want to put more time into something, I'm not saying you can't, right? You absolutely can. But remember that the most important thing is deliberate action in the right direction consistently. Giving it 110% means being fully committed to what it is you need to be doing at all times. And then you can decide, when is it time to take a rest? When is it time to have leisure time? right? I spend, I want to say at this point, maybe 10, 12, even 14 hours a week socializing with my friends, with the girl I'm seeing, with you know, the older men in the church, you know, talking to them, those kinds of things. That's a lot more time than I used to spend five, six months ago. But I've set up my systems to such a way that I'm still making progress. right? And of course, the systems can always be refined. But as long as you're following them, properly and they're anchored properly you can afford that so that's what i want you to think about today right have you committed yourself are you giving it 110 percent? i want you to pull out your notes app or your calendar i want you to carve out five or ten minutes again this is one of those small habits that's going to make a difference have you committed to give it everything you have not with more effort necessarily but with more intention Everything you do is intentional. You're not mindlessly scrolling on Instagram. You're not mindlessly watching YouTube videos that are being recommended to you in your feed, right? I recently got this app that allows me to block websites on my phone because I developed the habit of opening up my... I deleted the YouTube app, but then I would open up Chrome on my phone and I would go to YouTube there and then watch chess videos. And I'm realizing that at the stage I'm at in my life, I don't want to spend that time. So I got an app that blocks that right i don't have netflix or prime video or anything on my phone the tv's in the closet and it has been for months at this point i think maybe a month those kinds of habits rearranging your environment committing yourself making sure that everything around you and all the people around you are feeding into your purpose is going to make you happier more fulfilled right more joyful and more effective as a man so carve out 5 or 10 minutes today And make sure that whatever time it is that you're spending, you're spending on purpose towards your purpose. And even leisure can be towards your purpose, right? We're not saying that you can't do that. But think about that today. Recommit yourself if you haven't recently, if you've been slipping recently. I've been slipping recently, right? We all know that. The fuel locks have become very sporadic. And I'm trying to recommit myself. So that's why I'm making environmental changes. That's always what you need to do with motivation, Never use motivation to push through and record three or four field logs or to go to the gym six days that week. Use motivation to set up systems. You do that today. You reflect on that. You come to some conclusions. You set up your systems. You'll be amazed at how much free time you actually have. And you'll be a more effective man because of it. That's it for this week's field log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way and, of course, the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day.